Yes. Hello, hello. Welcome back. It's been a while since we had a legit podcast. And the tripod is back. We've got <laughs> two of my favorite people in the house. You remember them. You loved them. They were on twice before. We have Kevin Garnett, a.k.a. Hollywood's Working Black Writer. Say hello to the people, Kevin. Hello. Hello, everybody. I'm the one guy. Let's go. <laughs> the one working black rare. Damn straight. Damn straight. And we also have the mysterious G-Nice. Say hello to people, G-Nice. What up? What's up? I have no job. I have nobody. Yes. Give it up for no job. No job. No job. Uh, the, the name, the faceless one. And, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I forgot to introduce you for this podcast. And me, myself, I am your boy, Eduardo Jackson, host, creator, founder of the Cinema Draft Game. And Cinema Draft cool. is where daily fantasy sports meets the movies, but instead of drafting athletes from teams, you're drafting actors from movies and how their movies perform at the North American box office. They will earn you points for your call sheet of actors to compete against others for fun, cash, and prizes. We'll get more into the gameplay later, but of course, we're going to launch into my favorite segment, which is what I'm watching. And yes, I've finally done it, black people people of the world, people who love art and cinema. I finally saw Moonlight. Damned if it didn't oh. take the Golden Globes to give me the extra push. I finally saw Moonlight. And I, I so actually want to get y'all's opinion of it first before I go into my little mini pseudo review. What do you think about it, Kevin? I know you've seen it. Uh, like Moonlight a lot. Uh, been a fan of Barry Jenkins since his uh, first film. Uh, what was his first film? Medicine for Melancholy, which uh, G. Nice, I believe, hates. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Let me get pretentious, right? <laughs> uh, I think he he may have said he can speak for himself on that. But uh, been a fan of been a fan of Barry since that first film, and uh, Moonlight I thought was great. Poetic, the cinematography, the performances, definitely a non traditional in a lot of ways, but worth checking out. I would say cinematography was off the chain. Absolutely, absolutely. <clears throat> Very striking visuals. And of course, uh, we know, Genius, you haven't seen it, right? I have not seen it. But, <laughs> but, but, you would have been anyways. That's what we look I have to be a, That stops me, Lever. That, um, I would see it. It looks good. It looks legit. <laughs> and my little review of it is so this, I mean, I, I kind of struggle with this because, I mean, it, it's definitely compelling. You know, I, I mm. soaked in every minute. Uh, and and I was on, on, on a bit of a Golden Globes high because I, I did, I, I Instagrammed out like my, you know, the photo of me buying the tickets, like a 10 25 p.m. show out in, uh, in uh, Summerlin. And I, I struggle with it only because <laughs> the entire time, I kept waiting for like the other shoe to drop. I, I I watched the entire movie in dread because I mean I was bullied in elementary school for a, a period of time and there's there's a there's there's I remember an instant when I was riding the bus and I essentially got jumped. They had to like pull the bus over and stuff and 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 drove the bus by the police station to scare these little you know bullshit kids in the place whatever. And I'll never forget mm -hmm. after that day my mom you know took me aside and she's like you know. It's okay to fight back. I don't care what the school rules say about fighting back. You know, it's like the same NFL where they always catch the second guy on the first guy. She don't care. She's like, go ahead mm -hmm. and throw them hands. Like she didn't teach me how to fight. Draft mom mm -hmm. didn't teach me how to fight anything, but she said it's okay <laughs> to fight back. And ever since then, I ain't been in the fucking fight. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh -huh. people try to start some shit, but I haven't been like legit fight. And but I remember that feeling of fear and dread of just like you know. Of being bullied and 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 even those for far different you know reasons because of course even if you haven't seen this movie I'm sure you've heard the scuttle but it's you know long it's it's kind of like a, a 
a deep look inside to you know what it means to be a man, black male, masculinity and sexuality and all that good stuff. Even though I wasn't you know bullied for that stuff. I still remember what it felt like to be bullied. And I just felt like the entire movie, I was just, you know, living in fear for this dude. And I spent the entire movie dreading that something bad was going to happen to Sharon, the lead character. And 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 even when it did, it still, it, it maybe didn't feel as bad, but I just had this, you know, I mean, you know, you know what I'm saying, Kevin? Like, I just felt like, like nervous yeah. for the guy the entire film. I can see what you're saying, because the, the, the previews lead you to believe that it's going to be more about bullying than it actually was. Uh, so I could see if you kind of went into it with your history, how there would be that sort of impending doom. Uh, but one thing I'd like to say is, having never seen Boyhood, it, Moonlight is almost like Boyhood on a budget. <laughs> like you couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't wait like 20 years to film this thing, so you just said, we're going to get some young actors and some middle actors and some adult actors and just film the whole thing. Yeah, that's a good point. And they're that's really the good, too. Like, I mean, each one of those actors at the three stages of uh, Sharon's life were just were really good, I including Fitty Sin. That dude is a dead ring for <laughs> Fitty Sin. I'm sorry, straight up. <laughs> Supposedly, in the, uh, he came into the audition in like a tank top, and Barry Jenkins was like, dude, you got to go put some clothes on because you're like too big. <laughs> dude is like yoked out completely. Straight up, yeah, he and did not miss no meals. <laughs> I don't, and I don't care how many vitamins, great casting, but I don't care how many vitamins and push-ups that middle uh, Chiron did, he's not going to turn out to be the older guy. <laughs> Seriously, though, straight up, there, there's a picture on Draft Mom's mantle of me as a, as a high school junior in my uh -huh. little lakeside you know, uh, outfit. I'm 5'11", five, uh, five, 165 pounds. Look at me now! <laughs> right, but... but that kid ain't gonna me two bills plus so it yeah. happened I mean, I mean i'm not ripped i didn't spend all my spare time you know free weight lifting like right. you know, well, food, but prison will happen. do that for you <laughs> <laughs> well or or more house in my case but whatever right uh, so yeah so yeah it was, so i will say overall it's undoubtedly a great movie i'm glad that i don't have I'm not required to write out a review for this because I probably won't because I'm, I'm somewhere between three and four reels, even though I know it's a four reel movie in actuality mm -hmm. for me, it's just a little personal. It's just a little, you know, mm -hmm. so, a certain kind of way, but it is really, it, it's, it's an experience. It's not one I'm probably going to, you know, relive anytime soon, but it's mm -hmm. a good film. Everyone should see it and weigh in on it. Even you, G Nietzsche. Uh, <laughs> I, I would see it. I would see it. I've heard it's very good. I've heard it's not, I've heard it's not about bullying. No. Oh, and this is, this is the other thing I meant to, to, uh, to mention about it, too. This is another thing, the reason why it made me nervous is that it's almost like it takes every – it takes almost every kind of stereotype of black life – Mm -hmm. and plays it out in a very real organic way and the part of the, and the problem with stereotypes is that you know they're often grounded in a kernel of truth and I, and I know of at least one person in your you know at least through stages of my life who was in pretty much all those main characters lives so that's another reason why it was really uncomfortable for me because i mean not i mean it, it did kind of hit close to home but those weren't like characters like i can't write them off like a medium mm -hmm. movie. like they were like real <laughs> you know three-dimensional performances of the people and i was like oh, real. it reminds me of so-and-so in atlanta oh i remember going to so-and-so's house and they didn't have any food or oh i had to heat up water and do the bat you know mm -hmm. you know a little too close yeah. to home man yeah. Close. yeah um yeah, very nuanced performances. Great movie, great film. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I'm watching is Good Behavior. The season finale is tonight. Uh, mm -hmm. Have either of y'all seen that show? 
I have not seen good behavior. I have not seen it, but I heard it's just okay. Oh really? Oh no! This 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 shows. I mean, so TNT is trying to is, is trying to pull an FX like. On so the she's low. British, so you know. No, no, she's British, but I mean, she I, I totally buy her as like an American chick. Like, there's no slip ups in the accent, whatever. And her character's just a hot mess, like you know, like a, a petty mm. criminal who's had a whose mother was raising her own biracial kid and put a restraining order on her, and she's and she just can't help but steal shit. It's really it's really kind of fascinating <laughs> looking that kind of mentality. No, but, but the way she plays it, she's so trifling. She's so trifling but she means so well it's really interesting and I, I really buy it i enjoyed it it's, it's a show i was watching with uh with cammy uh cammy maroney she's on i think three official podcasts ago and we just really dug it you know it's i mean it's it's stylish it's messy i mean profane sexual i mean they're constantly bleeping out the word fuck it's amazing <laughs> they want they want to be fx so bad and, and and on that real quick i'm watching taboo right i started I, the uh, the debut episode came out tonight how was it? Atmospheric, pretty cool though. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of digging it. I'll, I'll see where it goes. You know, Tom Hardy and all his Tom Hardiness, just kind of swaggering about the screen and stuff. But, um, but they apparently you can say fuck on FX. Don't know how yeah. it got there in basic cable, even at no, time. you can. They do like in Atlanta all the time. Yeah, yeah. There's but, a certain but number. But I think that's just for FX, right? Because I don't see USA, USA has the, will do a. a a shit ton of shits, and you can say shit mm. on TNT now. But I haven't seen any other station but FX say fuck. <laughs> yeah, that's their brand. I mean, I think even as far back as like Rescue Me, there may have been mm. a fuck thrown in here or there. So, okay. uh, I never saw that know. show. That's that's good to know, though. I mean, there's a, there's a home for your fucks, you know. If you yeah. <laughs> if you're out of fucks to give, FX got some. <laughs> they got they got at least a couple per episode. You know, you know. So was it good though? It, it 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 doesn't it does it was it good? It looks. I was indifferent about it. Taboo. Yeah, I didn't see it, but it looks. <laughs> I'm not like, oh man, I want to go check that out. I mean, Tom Honey's normally awesome. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's interesting. I'm I'm still kind of. I mean, it's very atmospheric though, very visual, and the music. Some guy actually, I am beat him halfway through. I think his name was Nicholas Richter. Never heard him before, but the music is on point. It feels like it feels like a, a cinematic production, kind of, kind of like mm-hmm. how Queen Sugar, only with like better music. Like, yeah, but here's the cinematic. thing. Yeah, nine nine times out of ten, you jump on a pilot and get all excited. This is like the one. Mm-hmm. You mean wow. him in particular? You mean Ed in particular, or oh yeah, Ed in particular? Oh, that's okay. bullshit. But I want you, but to go <laughs> defend your premise. Defend your premise for the people. No, you like you. Uh, you like most of the stuff. I like, do not. Oh, like oh wow. Okay. This stuff. Right, no, give give me. Give I mean that with no, I say that with no hatred, even though it seems like I just threw some salt. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, hey, hey, but, hey, 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 But you 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 are very uh, open minded to. Most things I about this is true. I'm from Seattle. Oh, most things about yes, that's what Seattle represents. You um, are mostly <laughs> writing about most of the sh- like you'll always give something a shot, and most well, of the time no, I'll, 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 I'll give all shows three episodes. But this is the type. I mean, this is one. It's only eight episodes. I'm already bought in just from like the the atmospherics and Tom Hardy, and the plot's kind of interesting too. Even though it's like British and kind of hard, you can understand like yeah, yeah I don't hard. believe you when you say that. Wait, what? <laughs> hey, you have you yeah. seen my season pass on my DVR? It's like ninety. If I make cuts, I mean, no, no, no. I know you make cuts. I'm just saying you, you don't. You're not selling this. You're like indifferent about it. So that's the way I look at it. When I saw the trailer, I was like, eh. 
Everybody, he's saying I have no standards. All right, all right. I'm oh, interpretation. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I received it. <laughs> well, anyways, oh, good behavior, standards or not. It's it's a really interesting, fun show. I see what TNT is trying to do. They're you know they're trying to reestablish your brand as a little edgier, and it's working. I enjoy it. I'm looking forward to watching the season finale tonight. Tonight is a really crucial night for shows. Uh, new being Mary Jane. I don't, and I know you haven't seen that shit, Greg, but I enjoy <laughs> that movie. Or not, I saw like 20 minutes of a couple. Of, like this is season three, right? Yeah, uh, I think no, this is season four right now. Four. She's moving. She's moving to New York now. Yeah, yeah. I heard she moved to New York. I, I, I saw the commercial. <laughs> well, not only not only did they move, I think there was like this big battle behind the scenes with like the cast and like the well, wasn't it the writers or something? Well, don't you know something about that? Don't you all writers? Uh, wait, wait, wait. Why is she moving to New York? Tax credits, probably. Yeah, <laughs> production tax some credits. production reason. I think I want to say that the uh, Akeels who created the show, Mara Akeel and uh, her husband. Salim. They were under yeah. Salim Akil. They were under an overall deal at BET, which ran out. Now they got a deal with uh, Warner Brothers, I think. So then they they stepped mm -hmm. away from that show. Somebody else came in to run it. I don't know who, and huh. that may be why uh, they're in New York. Part of the change, and I'm sure BET just found a cheaper way to do it somewhere. That's the <laughs> but, no, I heard BET was ready to spend more money, better better production. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what does that make you <laughs> kidding, everybody? <laughs> you can't, you can't see this the uh, cynicism, <laughs> the uh, Jay Dilla. For all you listening at home, yeah, you can't, you can't see the smirk of yeah. the Avatar, but yeah, it's there. <laughs> but no, but yeah, today, tonight should be a real crucial life for TV. Like after I'm done doing this podcast, I'll do a little bit more work, but I'll probably be up till three in the morning catching up because it's wow. like, so I, yeah, well, taboo being Mary Jane. Um, the season finale of good of good behavior. Shooter, can we talk about Shooter for a hot second? I'm enjoying Shooter. Shooter is yes, on what? Been, what is that on? Instance, this is one instance, Greg, where I have lowered my standards just a little bit, but it's it's actually kind of met me halfway. It's not bad. This is on Epics. What is Shooter on? It's um uh, no, it's on T. Uh, sorry, is it USA? It's it's right after Good Behavior. I think it's, it's Ryan Felipe, right? It's like uh. It's on, it's, on, it's on USA. That's right. It's on USA. Um, uh, Isn't that the, yeah, Ryan Philippi? Yeah, Philippi. Ryan Philip. It's just Philip. Right. Is it really? Wait, is it? What's his name? Omar X's name. <laughs> yes, he got me. Damn. You don't want me messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ryan Philippi, uh, which, which I wasn't buying at all uh, until I saw him work. I'm like, okay, he's, 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 I mean, as far as Bob Lee swagger goes, first of all, probably top 10 all time cinema name. <laughs> Write yes. that down, Greg. You're terrible at, at, at uh, script names. <laughs> Bob Lee Swagger. <laughs> as far as like a Bob Lee Swagger, I wasn't really buying it, but he he takes he makes it his own a little bit. It's fine. It's yeah. not Mark Wahlberg. It's fine. Yeah. Did you read any of those books? Is that based? Is that based on? It's based on the movie. It's yeah, based, absolutely. Well, it's based on the books, which were based on the movie. There's a whole series of books yeah, with the point. with that character. Uh, so it's based on the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. It's, it's based on okay, uh, Mark okay. Mark Wahlberg's real life. That's what I thought. Yes, based on Omar's exact producer. Though. Keep getting them chips, man. Yeah, that was his his. Oh, Omar Epps is in this. I saw the trailer. Omar Epps is in it, right? Yeah, I'm yeah, looking at yeah. it. Now. Was it good? good? I like. Oh, dude, Omar Epps is underrated. Everybody hates on him, but Wait, he's tough. Nobody, nobody hates on him. True story. Omar Epps has had two of the coolest love stories in the history of cinematography. Oh man, what was it? Uh, Neil Long and Snow Lathan. 
No, 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 not in real life. Oh, it, the 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 <laughs> love the love and basketball relationship, right? Was very uh-huh. charming. That was because it was real. Yeah, well, right. fair enough. But it was like it made no sense. Like they're going to fall in love because they play basketball game. But it was very sweet. And then and then this is true. I was I've never been more satisfied. I remember stopping in the moment it happened when Omar Epps and Thirteen got together on House. It was awesome. Oh yeah, that was good shit. I like. It was like nicely done. It was so strangely done, but it was like really sweet too. Yeah, it was unexpected. It was, and then and then they like went to commercial, and then was being Olivia Wilde for those who don't remember the canon of House. Yeah, look at (laughs) I I never saw. Yeah, you never saw House. Never saw House. Ever. Never. Did you see what I had to deal with, Kevin? I had to take, I, I had to go to studio meetings with the student and get notes. And, um, and Wait a minute. Time, he's thinking what he's saying right now, and I can just feel it. I can just feel it. Why? Yeah. Did you do that on purpose? You were being defiant? No. I just didn't. I had no interest. Medical shows don't excite me. Yeah, but this is not a medical. You know what this is? This show. That, Kevin. Straight up, as a rule, I, except for Grey's Anatomy, because I'm just too far gone. And then, uh-huh. yeah, I don't like like all the like all the the Dick Wolf, Chicago, whatever. Yeah, no, bump all that. No, medical shows, I'm I'm good on. It has to be like that pure genius. Nah, miss me with that. But yeah, I'm. Mm. The House was was really good because it, it, I wouldn't say it was different. It's still procedural, but it, it you know it was like, procedural. Yeah, but it was like it was like watching Zemans as a doctor. Huh. Getting mad for no, I'm not kidding. I am not kidding when I say this to you. This is what it was, and it was very, very funny. It was highly amusing, and 13 was hot. Yeah. Her name and was I'm... 13. Yeah, why was because yeah, she, was thir- she was like the 13th in her class, whatever. Uh, just just standing here, he started numbering his the interns because he didn't give a fuck about what their names were, uh-huh. and, and she was number 13. <laughs> yeah, and it was stuck. Yeah, and I think she wasn't she the only one who survived her intern class. But yeah, yeah, yeah. 13. <laughs> yeah, she was hot. Oh, nice. But over, anyway, back to your shooter. He's underrated. He's he's he's. I think he does a good job. After this, I agree. I didn't see Secrets and Lies. I heard he did did really well with that, but you know, I had no interest in that that show. But yeah, I'm I'm interested. I, I'm intrigued by Ryan Phillippe again. He reminds me of like the the cruel intentions Ryan Phillippe were like kind of anything's possible with him because I just really did not expect him to take like a somewhat physically demanding role. Like you know, I say this was physical, but it's like you have to bring a physicality to Bob Lee Swagger that of course Marky Mark yeah. has in on on him to this type of role, and I didn't think Phillippe could pull it off, but he he's fine with it. It's it's all about like kind of shooting and you know and and talking tough and being serious, and and he's not dumb either. It's like all right, so how long are we gonna have like a manhunt type of show? But they're they're working on it. It's, it's cool based on Wahlberg's life. Wait, you know the thing about why Phillippe is always weird? He always struck me. He's like Madonna. He has no. an accent for some reason. Is he's not British, right? But he talks in this way where he's regal. And you're like, you're from Wisconsin? It never made sense to me. It never made sense to me. My problem with him has always been, I picture him as like with Justin, what's his name? (laughs) Together doing like a Justin Timberlake in sync hair. And it's just like, I can't. They're they're doppelgangers. They're like, they could be like, they could pull off a parent trap straight up. (laughs) Did you guys ever see Breach? He was good in Breach. Uh, No. I feel like I did. Is that a movie or a show? That was a movie, right? It was a movie with uh, Chris Cooper, and he's like a spy. Mm. Oh, I think I did, but like a million films ago, so I don't remember. He was really good at it. He was muted. He didn't say much, but he was like solid. He like stayed in his lane. I didn't hear the weird accent. Okay. Because he didn't say much. (laughs) (laughs) That is correct. Way of the Gun. He was cool in Way of the Gun. Do you guys remember that? Way of the Gun Uh, was a great movie. 
great. Oh, it was great. It wasn't great. It was very entertaining. It was entertaining. It was, it was your boy, uh, the dude that Tay did Diggs Usual Suspects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tay Diggs is in it, and uh, who's also underrated is uh, the chick who was pregnant in that movie with the baby. Um, oh. Uh, creeps that right, she's... I'm going to steer this, this back. Since we're no, gonna... I remember the name. The sack. <laughs> hey, if, you, if you're going to come, not only unprepared, but with weird tangents, you're going to come prepared with your tangents, all right? <laughs> so There's those, a rundown. Those are two of the things that I've been watching, but we're going to lead into our titular segment for this podcast, Ooh. which is what I was watching just... Julia to... Lewis. Thank you. Yes. Also is co-star in Secrets and Lies. Um, yes. yeah, the Golden Globes, damn it. The Golden freaking Globes. I didn't even mean to watch it that night. I was, you know, minding my own business, working on Cinema Draft, whatever. And then I just kept mm. seeing Twitter. Twitter was on fire. And then and, and then I, I caught a glimpse of that whole, like, hidden fences thing, which really mm -hmm. hurt me. And then I saw them. Then I saw uh, uh, What's-His-Face do it at the podium. And now, look, I... I mean, and I get it's not, it's not a CO conspiracy, whatever, but the whole point behind for, for those people who may not be of color or may not be, you know, of, <laughs> of some sort of, you know, uh, uh, historically, um, uh, historical minority or whatever, it, the reason why it's annoying as hell, it's for exactly the same reason why I put in my tweet. I had a tweet where I was basically like, <laughs> where I, where I uh, referenced the whole hidden, hidden, uh, Fences thing because they basically so basically the hidden fence thing they conflated two black movies hidden figures which is awesome and that's definitely something I watched and saw and I think I talked about it on my pod earlier uh, today um, and also uh, fences which is awesome uh, you know I think it's like a Pulitzer Prize winning play Denzel mm -hmm. gives performance for his life I mean it's it's everything right and mm -hmm. it seems like a lot of non-black people just can't get it through their heads that we've got <laughs> two really good films at, at the same time. And so I know they'll mean. Wait, it, what do you I, mean? People, people confused hidden figures with fences. What? <laughs> You're gonna explain it? Okay, cool. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm <laughs> explaining it to your avatar. Yes. <laughs> well, it was, it was annoying as hell. I was kind of over it, and I sent a tweet that said as much. Basically, the point like hidden fences. Jesus, you know, again, like they happened twice in one evening, and I was like, just be. And I said something to the effect of like. Um, all of our movies don't look alike. <laughs> or no, I said, right. well, I guess maybe all of our movies do look alike, question mark. And I just kind of rolled my eyes like, are, you know, you know, what the actual fuck? And, mm -hmm. and so, and it became a running theme too because, of course, I wasn't alone. Black Twitter holds it down. You know, they jumped to the defense. They had some really funny, interesting memes I'll have, I have to add. They're, they had some really funny uh, stuff like, like they started coming up with all these different um, – uh, like mashups of black films and stuff. It's why I really, I really kind of enjoyed that. How how we kind of you know, you know, uh, took took our power back on that. But yeah, it's really annoying. Just don't do that, y'all. I mean, you know, I mean, be respectful of of the art. Learn the damn names. Don't conflate them. I mean, you know, it's easy for us to say a lot of these, you know, one percent problem type movies. We just conflate, but we don't. We you know, we we let y'all live. Let us live. That's all we're saying. Mm -hmm. so. There was there was there was actually a funny uh, poster, fake poster with uh, the hidden figures, women walking, and then above it was like Denzel with an astronaut helmet on. <laughs> yeah. uh, and it wasn't the one where they said where uh, where a bunch of women uh, use math to send Denzel into outer space or something like that. Uh, they're they're pretty something clever. Like they're, 
they're getting really clever with them. So yeah, so this so that that was that was kind of annoying, but I, I I like how and it was actually a thing like in like during throughout the course of the broadcast, I think like the BuzzFeed or one of those you know <clears throat> type of uh, online magazines jumped in and explained why we were pissed and stuff. So that was mm. that was pretty that was pretty funny. Um, <clears throat> also, the whole La Land versus Moonlight. Now, of course, at that time I hadn't seen Moonlight. La Land mm-hmm. swept all its categories, I believe, took all seven. Um, <clears throat> also in the awards, and I just have to say, I'm here for La La Land. I you know, fuck what you heard. I, mean, I had a great time at La La Land. It's the best time I had the movies all year. She makes you want to run out and fall in love. I'm not even like a huge musical guy either, but it's just, I mean, I I truly enjoyed it. Well, let me tell you, when you get back to going to see movies. Take t- take La La Land to see it, man. She'll she might enjoy it. Even she it might get a cold, icy heart. I will say this: I generally hate musicals. Do not go to see them. I'm not here for them. In nice. <laughs> but La La Land, I really enjoyed. Uh, and I think, and I think people who don't like musicals, once you get past, there's like a couple of big, big numbers at the beginning that are like sort of more traditional, old school musical that are a little bit, you know, you have less of sort of uh, attachment to them. But as they go on, the musical numbers are less sort of. Less sort of showy, old school. Less guys and dolls and more Hamilton? Question mark. <laughs> I have not seen Hamilton uh, either. Have you seen? You haven't seen Hamilton, have you, Greg? Goodness, no. That yeah, thing, yeah. Nobody has. Nobody on this podcast has money for Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> Fly out there and wait <laughs> two years to get tickets. Yeah, exactly. But uh, but uh. Yeah, just more like sort of natural, like singing in the rain type moments. So charming, were, man. That were like so super charming. charming. And you got, you know, What's Her Face was good, Emma Stone and, and Gosling. Not Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Gosling. Right, get your uh, Canadian straight. <laughs> get, your, get your Ryan straight. Uh, yeah, and very impressive from the director who did uh, Whiplash. So it's a completely different uh, feel for him. And also the fact that even I think without the music, the story itself was interesting, had some little twists to it, and had like a great message. It's about uh, the artist struggle, man. I mean, who? Yeah. I mean, we all relate to that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fuck you guys. I make a lot of money. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so so much money he can't be seen on camera. That's right. That's right. He chose not to. I see chose to do this. That's great. I don't want to see it. No, yeah, Are you guys at my alone? Does Emma Stone not annoy you? No, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, wait a minute. Stop the podcast. <laughs> yeah, she's a national wait, treasure. Seriously? To, to quote Andy Greenwald from the Watch podcast, she is a national treasure. Must be protected at all costs. Her face is a special effect. Her, the way she just leaves. I mean, I mean. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's method acting, or whatever, but it is all on her face, and it is relentlessly interesting. And I'm here for. I would watch her read the telephone book straight up because she is so much fun. I don't. I don't. Really? I. I don't even know what else she's been in. See, <laughs> 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 that was that, wow. That that hurts, Emma. Emma I mean, I I, 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 I have nothing against her. Working black writer ain't hurt you. You better come harder. Come harder. No, I've seen her in stuff, but I can't say. Oh, she was in. I know she was in that movie where she played an Asian person. Oh yeah, we all we all missed yeah. that. We all missed Aloha. <laughs> I, I I missed that one. Uh, but I Wait, you didn't miss you because she was particularly bad in Aloha. I didn't see. How you go see Aloha and miss like all these other good movies? You know, never mind. Because I'm sure it was on cable. That's why. 
<laughs> but what it was so particularly what, bad. And it made me feel like she. What else was she in? Seriously. She well, she got her she got her big break in like Easy A. Like that was like the first movie that she was. Like, she was good in that. She, she you, you awesome. know what she's good at. She's she, she's good. She's good at this. She's she's funny. She's charming. She's like naturally funny. She can deliver a good like comedic line. You don't have to like give her the best line. She can give something mediocre and she can take it. Absolutely. But I don't know. <laughs> Uh, she's fine. She's a little annoying. You're not allowed to dispute such blasphemy until you at least see La La Land. Like, what was the out. other one? But the, uh, so there's don't okay. There's the moment when two actors have a really good movie together, right? <laughs> and then it becomes classic, and then they're like, okay, cool. And then they do it again. And it's not as good, or you want them to do it. So like, what was the first one there? Where they do the dirty dancing jump, the truth of love or something? Dirty, was that, uh, dirty dancing. Oh, oh, oh! I know you're talking about. You're talking about the one where. Oh, okay. I know you're talking about stu- crazy, stupid love, or the crazy, one stupid the, love. Gosling crazy, stupid love. and Quayle yeah, yeah, yeah. and Emma Stone. I totally forgot about the movie. That was great too. All right, great. It was okay. It was good. That was a solid it was, movie. It was fun. I you you still great around very, very casually. It was a shit, solid. You shit on everything very casually. <laughs> it was a good movie. It was a solid movie. And then I don't know. I I'm feel looking, like you gotta. I'm looking up her credits. The Help. Okay, Birdman. I hate all Spider-Man oh, yeah, the help, She was not good. I didn't like her in The Help. <laughs> well, I mean, no one liked her in The Help. That was the point of her character. She was like, no. Her point of her character was that she was the one we looked. She was the one that the. She wasn't she like the good white person. No, I thought she was the bad <laughs> white person. No, yeah. I thought she was the one who like related and said things like, "Well, we should also care about them." And then there was like, "Huh." You're getting your white people confused. I think oh, she was, that was the Jessica good... Chastain, right? You're getting your redheads confused. I think maybe. Uh, no, it's Jessica. No, Jessica Chastain was the one we really hated. Yeah, see, I was crazy. wrong. She was the one we sort of. She was like, "Oh, black people are good sometimes." Eh, maybe I don't know. I saw it a while ago, and I kind of put that movie out of my mind. Yeah. So you <laughs> name okay? So name name three name three positions and shit. Name three good movies she was awesome in. We we easy A. Crazy Stupid Love, because at the heart of Crazy Stupid Love, it's all chemistry, right? It's all her and Gosling. And La La Land. There. Done. Goodbye. She was in La La Land, I'll tell you that. All right. I haven't she seen deserved, it. She deserved her Golden Globe, is basically what it is. Take Lon to go see it. It's. I think it might even be expanding this weekend a little bit more. So just, just take Lon to see it. Even it, It'll melt the coldest, iciest of hearts, I promise you. Yeah, yeah, we're not <laughs> shade. That was, that was shade. I, it was, I don't feel <laughs> shade. It's not shade. It's facts. Hashtag <laughs> facts. Shade towards uh She'll listen to this shit anyway. Mrs. She, Mrs. Nice. Like she'll put the podcast on her on her iPhone or whatever. She can listen to this shit. Hell nice. She loves my voice. <laughs> or not. Let's okay, <laughs> so, so the other the other thing I want to touch on is just the whole Atlanta cast at Donald Glover. That shit was just beautiful. I mean bomb. Bomb. Go Oh come on. Come on. I'm saying it was nice. the bomb. Okay, there's the bomb. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, now, have you seen Atlanta? Are we at least? Are you at least? Yeah, I've seen all of Atlanta. Atlanta's great, man. Here's how you. This is how you know it's good. I, he annoys <laughs> the crap out of me. He annoys mm. the crap out of me, and he was great. Lando Calrissian. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. How did he get that job? Okay. Whatever. Yes. Chris, he, Chris was casting, and he wants something funny. <laughs> he annoys the world out of me, and he was. Awesome, and I'm like so proud of him, and it's a cool thing, and he did it, and I know he got his brother did it with him, and it was just smart, and it was like not even that big. It wasn't even like this crazy big concept he had to oversell. It was just mm-hmm. him and his idiot friends hanging out, and it was great. It was fucking awesome. It was it was sort of like just black people allowed to be regular, yeah, quirky, and like not tap dance and like give the big jazz hands after every joke, yeah. just like 
have sort of realistic humor that you see on shows like Masters of None or uh, not Community because that was a little bit a little bit left of field, but like just regular Seinfeldian type humor for black people. Yeah, like the, one, the one episode, the, the one episode where they had the they went they went to the basketball. He was like in a basketball mm -hmm. tournament. Or whatever. Yes. I thought that I thought that was the one where they stepped the most out of their lane. I was like, well, yeah, you have that's like a set really? piece. You don't need to do that. Well, it was bizarre only because I had no idea what was going on. They kept saying Justin Bieber. I had no idea that they'd made Justin Bieber a black guy. <laughs> so yeah, I was really wanted like, to get my head around that. But that yeah. was amazing. That was amazing. That, that was pretty that was hilarious. Once I got that, I was like, okay, cool. We good. To me, but, the one the one that stepped most out of the lane was the uh, Black American Television Network one. Yo, that, that's, that's got to be a classic episode of just television. That shit was hilarious. It was yeah, funny. And, and the commercials screen, to me were great. Posting up uh, the, 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 the cast photo of Atlanta from, <clears throat> from the Golden Globes, just reveling in their, in their Golden Globeness. Loving it. Love it. All right, go ahead. Back to our very scheduled yeah. programming. Zazzy Beats. Zazzy Beats? What's her name? Yeah, yeah, Zazzy Beats. And, and that, that episode was just, that was just on her. That was, the, was great. Episode was great. The Junti, every you know, every one of those episodes was just like a little mini masterpiece. Um, therefore, there may have been one episode I was like, eh, it's okay, and that might have been like the second one. No, no, actually, no, no not like the second one. No, no, they're talking about the, that one. That was the third one. one they they're in jail. That one was was. No, that was a. It was a good. I mean, that was a good show. Like every single one of them was solid. You could nitpick them, but they were still really better than television. what's most what's on TV most of the time. That Absolutely. girl annoyed me a little bit at the beginning. And then I saw her. Did you guys see her in Easy? She was good. She's good. In Easy? No. What is that? What's that? Oh, man. <laughs> just like an answer. Something you've seen that we haven't? No, it's some random Netflix, uh, like 10 episode Netflix. Oh, thing. I know what you're talking about. I st you know what? I don't like anthology stuff, really. I, st I watched like the first two and then I was out. I was good. Nah, dude. It was, that's solid. That's a solid. I'm, I'm sure it is. I don't like anthology stuff. I don't like how well, she's in it. She's in it. And she's very good. Every episode. It's annoying as hell. What is, it, what is what is the show called? It's called Easy, and it's like... Like modern like, dating and stuff. It's not really, though. It's like 10 <laughs> stories about people in Chicago. Oh, there it is. Oh, no, but, that, but it's just, it's solid. It's yeah, solid, but it's solid. The magic word, you know, oh my dude, gosh, did you just do that on camera? Yes, if, if you're If you're going to mention Chicago, I have to mention Issa oh. Rae Chocolate Garden. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. How many times Kevin Garnett, a.k.a. Working Black Writer, says Chocolate Cardinal? <laughs> uh, you know, every time you say Chicago or Evanston. <laughs> Actually, I should just well, say every time you say Evanston, I should. <laughs> you know that though? It, it was still good, and she was good in it. It was. So or, you know, I never saw it easy. Netflix has how many shows? I have no two idea. Million, two million. How many shows does Netflix have? I feel like they have a lot of British shows, and it's weird. Well, but but they're also creating like a ton of their own content because they know. I mean, everyone's jumped mean. off. All those, you know. I mean, so a great example is CBS, right? I fucking love The Good Wife. To me, it's a top ten show of all time. It's great. The spinoff, The Good Fight, looks dope mm. as hell. It's, it's got like some of the best, you know, <laughs> language. It's got some of the best uh, of the actors from The Good Wife, you know, returning, and it's going to be ring-fenced on this online streaming platform called, was it CBS All Access? Some nonsense like that. I ain't paying for that shit. 
you know, <laughs> maybe I'll find a stream or something. I don't know. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't appreciate that. So that's a perfect example of how, like, all these, you know, networks and studios, whatever, are starting to ring fence off their stuff. They're, mm -hmm. they're, uh, they're balkanizing the market. No one's going to pay $5.99, $10.99 for, like, 12 different services. It's nonsense. I'm going to pay for Netflix. Oh. I'm going to pay for maybe, you know, Amazon Prime. And I'm good. After that, everything else, I'm going to have to get it where I get it. Sorry. Yeah. Yep. And there's so much content out there. And there, there's a lot of great shows being made right now. So that's the Well, good let me thing. ask you this. Uh, there's also a lot of bad shows. <laughs> well, so, I don't watch them. Well, <laughs> well WBW, let me ask you this, though. Like, seriously, because uh, it it's been like a, a, an, ongoing, <laughs> an ongoing joke on the Watch podcast. Basically, you were saying, like, you know, if you're, if you're a writer in Hollywood, you're not getting something like, you know, if you're not getting paid, like something's wrong with you. It, it, I'm not saying... It's ever easy getting work in Hollywood per se, but have you noticed that there are more opportunities generally for for talented writers in in the, in the business right now? Uh, I mean, you know, I think there are more opportunities. There's also more people that are sort of aware of the jobs, so you know the competition is still there. And there's more, more opportunities, people. but there's more <laughs> competition. There's you know, it's America, so there. Yes, there are more and more white people. <laughs> <laughs> there's yeah. Uh, no, there are no, more I mean, jobs and there are more white people. Done. There are more yeah. white people, there are more black people, there are more Asians. There's Indians are coming up. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Hey, and, and in our talent pool this week, we have a new Indian film in the platform. Oh, and, and just real quick, you know, before we get back to Golden Globes uh, for a second, you know, our boy, Cornell Westside here. Let's give it, let's give it up for your boy. Yeah. Made the top ten all-time money winner. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, get your dab on, bro. Get your yeah. Dab. Yo, I mean, ring that register. Chocolate Cardle in the house. No, seriously, I'm, I'm really right. proud of you, man. Like you've been, you've been Thank creeping you. up, like getting better and better every week. I mean, what, what, I'm what, learning the game, you know, slowly yeah, yeah, learning your success. Tell, tell, tell the people. I actually <laughs> asked him. I asked him. I asked him for some advice on how to do it. <gasps> And then listening. he started. He started talking, and I stopped listening. But he did. <laughs> he, did he did have a suggestion. <laughs> he does have some sort of some sort of play. He puts. You know, I think you you sort of have to just. Uh, I think looking at the the call sheets of the people who win, you kind of get a vibe of some different strategies to play. Whether you want to put, <laughs> whether you want, and I don't want to give away all of my secrets because I'm not really winning coming in number one, so I don't really have secrets, obviously. But, um, you know, there's, it's, it's, a, it's a matter of sort of managing your wide release guys. Like, you, the weeks where you know, like, Rogue One is going to kill. Rogue One, you, you can't, Rogue One, the movie, yes. You can't leave Diego Luna or what's your Felicity Jones off your call sheet. Like, you got to get one of those and then figure out a way to, to build the rest of it. Because they do take up a chunk of money. There was a couple of weeks I thought a couple couple actors were overpriced, but you know, hey, you gotta you gotta do what you do over there, you know. Wait, are you saying there's something wrong with the algorithm? What, no, 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 no. Well, you, you know, there was a, there were a few weeks where there were some <laughs> actors I felt like I couldn't get them and put other people together, but you slowly sort of figure out uh, how to how to play is. the game, where the value is, and you know, sometimes you you make a bet on a, a wrong movie, like there was something. 
a couple of weeks ago that I just I thought would make money in it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what that's the beauty of the game man it could be while fairly predictable it could be unpredictable and, yeah. and, and this is this is you know this makes me happier than you can imagine only because this is resembling more and more of what you know, the inherent model of this game is which is basically you know daily fantasy sports <clears throat> i play it as, as often as i can stuff like DraftKings. you know you can think you have everything right and then some freak like a snowstorm may happen and the you mm-hmm. know and it may stop people from the northeast you know going to see you know whatever movie and that affects the grosses or or bad word of mouth and some movie you know presses down you know box office you know but it's it's really cool that that you're that you're learning the game that you're actually like you said you're, you're studying some of the call sheets from from our consistent winners and big shout out to Kelly, Kells Bells, up there in, yep. in Ontario, Canada. Jay Bird's wife, man, husband oh. wife team is cleaning me out. <laughs> one week, one the other week's the next one. It's like shit. Get out my pockets, man. You should have right. seen Jay Bird, especially when I was testing the game for a year on the spreadsheet. I mean, mm-hmm. he dominated all four seasons. I mean, I, I must have paid for like wow. a table at his wedding, man. He's so it's he, good to and, see. And it's almost Go like you get, to, you get to play a studio exec, kind of because. To a certain extent, they're betting on certain actors bringing in box office. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. So it's almost like you're, as opposed to being a, a GM of a basketball league or a football league, you're like a studio owner betting on who you want to put in your movies for the week. Yeah, and you have and you have constraints because you can't all yep. you know. I mean, you can't. You only have a hundred thousand. You can't get. You can't load it up. You know, unless they're all playing for scale. So you know. You <laughs> right. Gotta, you gotta, you gotta manage your budget. So yeah, I'm, I'm so real proud of you once again. The WBW Cornell Westside in the top ten money leaders for 2016. Let's see what he does for 2017. And we'll bring the Golden Globes portion in a little bit for landing with, uh, of course, Meryl Speech, just the goddess. Uh, I mean, what more can be said? I'm sure if people who listen to this podcast have been under a rock. Meryl Speech, Meryl Speech, Meryl Streep gave the speech of the year, if not. If not our upcoming uh, next four years, where she accepted her lifetime achievement award and basically just called out Trump, not even by name, but just by actions, and mm-hmm. it all hit home. It got, or as I tweet out, it got uh, <clears throat> Tcot slash uh, conservative uh, Twitter's semi-automatics in a bunch because <laughs> all, all all because she was calling for empathy and right. and using your art for something positive. I, I honestly, I was just like amazed at how like. Like just tone deaf people like Meghan McCain would come out there and be like, "Well, see, this is why Trump won, bitch." She was calling to be nice to each other. What was, what's so wrong with that? Or and and she's basically calling him out for like making fun of a disabled reporter. I mean, right? She basically said, "Don't make fun of disabled people." How is yeah. that? How is that like politicized? Yo, it was bananas. So, yeah, but know. but I, yeah, the speech. Ahead. I thought the speech was amazing. She's, I mean, she's on point with. Her acting, obviously, and on point with what she said. The hilarious thing on top of it, obviously, is that immediately Trump tweets. Tweets, <laughs> yeah, that's the part that was the that she's overrated. Like you can call, you can so call, sad. you can call a lot of people overrated for a lot of different things. But calling Meryl Streep overrated as an actor, you have no. I mean, you need more people. Nobody believes. That should disqualify you from the presidency because you clearly don't have a firm hold of reality. <laughs> like right. for real. Watch this. Right. We've watched this for like forty years. Just kill it. Straight kill it. And and uh, and by the, the only political thing I'll say is that anyone out there who hasn't seen the Manchurian candidate should uh, rent that. <laughs> either either version. Tune into CNN or whatever, and then watch the Manchurian Candidate. Or you oh, can just I'm so pissed right about now. You could just you could just watch it live on. Uh, 
on the news. <laughs> oh yeah, S- small day for for political related news, of course. With uh, <laughs> it, it showered us with political related news today. <laughs> I, I couldn't help myself. I'm sorry. Okay, so this is gonna be rapid fire. I want a 10 second soundbite from each of you guys. Even if you don't know what you're talking about, Greg, this is your specialty. <laughs> this is uh, in relation to the Golden Globes yeah, last night. I've got one, two, three, four, five, six topics. We'll do go. You know, 10 second soundbite. Yeah, we'll start left to right on the Avatar. We'll start with you, Greg. Casey Affleck winning over Denzel for Best Actor. Go. Wait, that happened? Yeah, that happened. End <laughs> <laughs> soundbite. Kevin. <laughs> uh, I couldn't make heads or tails of Manchester by the Sea. It was boring as all get out. Casey oh. Affleck can, you know, beat women or whatever and still get nominated. That's oh, 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 okay. Uh, time, time, that's your time, that's your time. <laughs> <laughs> and I will say I have yet to see Manchester can Man- Man- Manchester candidate. Whoa! I have yet to see. I have seen the Manchurian candidate. I yet to see Manchester by the Sea. I'm very much looking forward to it. I heard he lays. You know, he puts it down, but I find it hard to believe he beat Denzel. Okay, so that Denzel. that that movie's right. about soccer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and my biggest fear is that Manchester by the Sea is going to be like another um, what you can count on me. Remember that, the year that movie came out? I was so bored. We love Mark Ruffalo. He's a national treasure now, whatever. That's mm-hmm. the movie that gave him his big break. I didn't see. Who told you he's a national treasure? What? <laughs> what? Just because, Are you serious? Have Dude, you only seen him in the whole time when he's not playing the whole He goes out <laughs> Pipelines and is against like fracking and shit. What are you talking about? He's a national treasure. Go away. <laughs> Wait, did you make that up or did someone tell you that? No, I, I, uh, I mean, he's, he's a good dude. What do you want? He's, he, he's about Black Lives Matters. I mean, what more? He's do you a mean? good dude. I didn't know he was national treasure. I'm sorry. He's, he's like Sean Penn with that, with less annoying. Less yo, angry. yo, nailed it. Where's my sound effect? Nailed less anger, less inebriation. What? <laughs> Black card will kill it today. All right, Ooh, B. Doctor. That was A. B. Gosling, the charm monster, gave giving the speech that just melted everyone's hearts across North America. Greg, go. He's Canadian. <laughs> okay, Kevin. Go. Uh, you know, fits right along with his performance <laughs> in La La Land. He's he's a Canadian <laughs> treasure. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you make that up? And did someone yeah, tell you? No, what? <laughs> Gosling, Gosling's so charming. This just, I mean, he'd never do it because he's such the ultimate family man, and he's, his wife is banging Ava Mendez, and he clearly loves his wife. But I'd watch my girl around him. All right, let's see, Viola Davis slaying up there in in, in just regal yellow, getting her her best uh, supporting actress nod for a best supporting actress award for Fences. Greg, I'm sure you haven't even seen Fences, but go. I like her, man. She's good. I have not seen Fences, but I have read the play. Have you seen the play? No, I've read it. Okay, you should I've see the play. It's awesome. It's, 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 it's gonna make I imagine happen. she's awesome. She's always awesome. Yeah, she's intense. She's, she makes Rose. All right, Kevin, go. If she gets the snot flowing and the tears, hand her the award. It's over. It's over. <laughs> Nobody ugly cries like her, save, I don't know, Fantasia. Wait, have you guys ever seen, do you guys remember when she was in, um... Doubt? No, the one where she... <laughs> yeah, oh, she was, she was unreal good in Doubt. Crazy. She, that scene was just, I mean, so uncomfortable and so good. But she plays like a funky, druggy, like a painter lady in... Was that Showtime show? Oh, no, she was. Was that the one with Jennifer Lopez? Yes. 
<laughs> that is not her finest moment, but she not still owns it. She still owns it, right? She still has presence. No, she would. You guys yeah. remember this? She was like a funky stoker, no. like toker painter not chick, and she was in uh, that that show with the split personalities on Showtime. Um, Tara, uh, United States of Terror. Yeah, United States of Terror. Oh, wow. Okay, digging the crates that one. I remember that. I'm saying she actually has rage. She she always plays like the intense, like I will stare you down and I will win this talking war. But she had, she's got some range. She's got other stuff too that she never gets to do anymore. That's I would hate. Hand. Oh, good. I would hate to see G Nice's Netflix queue because it's got the most obscure, ridiculous things in it. Like Those are not obscure. That's not obscure. It's all just free. So, I'm sure, whatever. Uh, and uh, in my name drop of the week, I also do recall a long time ago as a struggling, not so much working black actor in Chicago for a summer. I was an extra on the set of early edition, so I saw a younger Kyle Chandler and a younger Viola Davis at work. And no one knew who Viola, Viola Davis was back then. We're talking like 1998, but it was cool. And I remember she was very professional and. I guess she's pretty nice. Okay. Uh, Ed was also, Ed was also, do you remember this? I remember when you, I saw Ed was in a really very clean shot of ER and he sat behind Mark Green, Dr. Mark Green, while he gave this whole speech. And I swear to God, Ed was falling asleep in the shot. It was awesome. No! <laughs> really? Oh, wow. Do you remember that shot? It was so clear. There you were. It was clearly well, like take ER 16. Times, but I don't remember specifically falling asleep in that shot, but I wouldn't put it past me. I totally it was, would. It, it was, was clearly like, days. yeah, it was like shot 16 over again. And you were just like, okay, he says the speech, fine. Method <laughs> <laughs> actor. Method actor. Well done, Greg. Well done. I was, I, I was going to say, oh, I, you must have caught the episode where I was like on the gurney. They bring me in the gurney. Like that was like my big shining moment. But nah, nah, he, nah, he gave this speech and you sat right in the back and your head bobbed a little bit. <laughs> uh, Tales from an Extra. That might be another podcast one day. Uh, <laughs> all right. Another rapid fire. We got three more to go. Tracy Ellis Ross in Blackish. Tracy Ellis Ross winning for Best Supporting Actress, I guess, in a TV comedy. Greg, go. Okay. So here's the thing She annoys me, but she's really, really good in that show. Yes. Who does really, really, you, Greg? <laughs> what are you talking like, about? <laughs> Everyone annoys Greg. Wait, <laughs> she's she's very 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 good in that show. There's a there's a level of self righteousness in her mannerisms and her character, but she still sells it. It's called acting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, go. I would say I love her. I love her. I love her. Is she go to Stanford? Not she your did 10 not. Seconds, man. Not your 10 yeah, seconds. it's not your ten seconds. I can take uh, as many seconds. The dress gets an award. And also, I would say she's one of the few actresses or one of the great comedic actresses who's not afraid to look ugly and distort her face and do crazy things. It's very all true. about the joke. Excuse me? That's it. Very true. Very no, true. true. And her eyes, too. Her eyes are big uh -huh. as, like, sauce. So, and she used her eyes. Like, I think she, she has to know her eyes do that thing. So Listen, she, yeah. blame, blame Diana Ross. Yeah, yeah, yeah she, yes. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I, I, I did cry. I did cry. Yeah. And... and other parts of her. She was very blessed from Diana Ross. Um, but yeah, so you know, big ups to her. I love that show, Blackish, and I can't wait for them to start recognizing the girl in that movie. The, I mean, that, that show. Diane Johnson, aka Marseille Martin, <laughs> is just incredible. The little, the little girl, she's she's crazy. <laughs> she's scary. Wait, the little chick. Oh, the young, the young one. The super the, the, the young twin. one. Or the high school one. 
No, the, the young one, the, the one of the twins with the glasses, who's always calling people friend and acts like she's you know thirty years old. <laughs> yeah, you know how you what was the show she used to be on? Girlfriends was it Girlfriends? Girlfriends yeah. 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 yeah, she was always you know she was good then because she was the less attractive of that whole crew, and she still sort of stole, stole scenes. That's oh, yeah. debatable, you know. Yeah. But yeah. Wait, wait, well, hold on. I mean, well, you know, she, she always looked good, and you know, she's always been blessed with physical assets. But I mean, come on, you're trying to tell me that she was better than 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 the Jill girl or the? I don't know. She. I, I, mean, I, I, I am she, not telling you that. He is telling you that. He's saying that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. I'm, this is the draft to. You know, I'm saying. WBF. I'm saying. Listen, this He's is saying this things. is this is like uh, Destiny's Child or In Vogue. You can rank them different okay, order on different days. It it happens. They all still no. There's three. I mean, you can rank them. She, they'll be at the bottom every time. But she, you know, you know, she, you, know what, you know, let's not drag this podcast into male stereotypical <laughs> appropriation. I just the compliment was she still killed it. Back she to oh, a rapid fire. No. <laughs> I don't think we have a sound effect for that. Um, okay. All right, so. Aaron Taylor Johnson winning for Nocturnal Animals. <laughs> Controversial. What do you think, Greg? You didn't see Nocturnal Animals. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Okay, Kevin. <laughs> um, I forget who else was nominated in that category, but I sincerely did not enjoy Nocturnal Animals. Wow. Okay. Well, actually, well, let's take like thirty seconds on this. Why did you not enjoy Nocturnal Animals? Uh, it was it was a little bit slow. Like the the whole stuff with uh, Amy Adams. That's Amy Adams, right? Yeah. In the present was unnecessary. Like this thing with the fat people at the beginning. No shade to fat people, but that was weird. All um, shade to fat people, apparently. Because... No, it was just it was just we- it was just a weird choice. Like the it's whole. A ver- it's it's a very arresting image of yeah. naked like. But booty naked, uh, uh, overweight women, uh, big beautiful women, uh, dancing for the camera and just like just giving it, just selling it, sparklers and everything, you know. It was. Uh, How, was thought, Jill and Hall? How was Gyllenhaal? Gyllenhaal was Gyllenhaal. He does his Great. thing. He's you know. There were parts of it that were good, but I think it could have been more effective if structured differently. Where like, did I you just, see it? see it with and I'll, I'll address structure segment where do you see it and who do you see it with i saw it with family at home on a screener and that's probably the, that's probably the the reason why it didn't work because i actually saw i saw it in a i saw it in summerlin it was a fairly you know older somewhat white area of, of vegas well vegas pretty white but you know but a whiter <laughs> area of vegas and, and and these people tend to have money or whatever but it was like real i mean it, I, I really enjoyed Nocturnal Animals. I came out buzzing about it. I saw it with uh, two friends, uh, two, uh, two female. One was Cammy, so about my age, and one a little bit older. And we all loved it. Like I, I think it's best seen with peers and probably on a bigger screen. That, that's my opinion. Um, and uh, what was oh, – I was going to ask something else about you. Um, yeah, never mind. I, that's, that's another cultural cul-de-sac. But, yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed Nocturnal Animals. I don't know if you should have won for it, but Aaron Taylor Johnson was really good. Who uh, or who else was nominated that people feel got snubbed in that? Oh, I know, and I'm desperately looking up Golden Globe non- nominees 2017 <clears throat> because because all I remember all the categories being super strong. Mm-hmm. So um, so I so it came as like a surprise when he actually did win it. Um, okay, so <clears throat> I guess I'll go share my screen. <clears throat> Show us the good Us Weekly. Ah! No, 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 no. Okay, there we go. <laughs> okay. Uh, 
best motion picture. Yeah, that was weird. L, the lady for L one. That that she didn't... did not even believe that she would win. <laughs> she was she was astonished. Yo, straight up. Um, Lonely animated. <clears throat> oh man, get him, Viola. Look at him arms too. Girl's oh. fifty, killing it, killing it. Um, uh-huh. Oh, here we go. Aaron Taylor Johnson. So it was over. Marshall oh. Ali, Moonlight, which every, everyone thought he would win it. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff Bridges, Hell or High Water. He was interesting. I don't know if that's like a, you know, award worthy performance. Dev Patel, Lion, didn't see it. Uh, and Simon Simon Helberg, Florence Foster Jenkins. Yeah, nope. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it was Mahershala's to lose. Mahershala Ali from Moonlight, and also yeah. of Hidden Figures. But I. I wouldn't say I think he was robbed only because he was only in for like a third of, of Moonlight. I mean, right. I was kind of shocked at how early he he went out. So yeah, I mean, you know, but but then again, if you look at say, I mean, <laughs> his whatever cultural cul-de-sac, never mind. But I was going to say it's not like <laughs> it's not like he was as strong. He was great in that movie. It's not like he was as strong as Alec Baldwin in Glengarry Glen Ross or Viola in Doubt, who had just the one scene that they dominated. Like he wasn't, his performance was more nuanced and not as big. So the fact that it was so short, you know, definitely, I'm sure, counted against him. Although, of course, it didn't stop Dame Judi Dench for winning Best Support Actress. Right. Takes for love for ten minutes screen time, but neither here nor right. there. <laughs> right. Uh, and and last one I wanted to ask you guys about, and of course, Greg probably won't chime in on this because you didn't see it, but uh, or you can, I don't care. Uh, Jimmy Fallon is host. Greg, go. Jimmy Fallon. He's funny sometimes. He's funny sometimes. Were the roots with him? Quest Love DJ. Seriously? And he did this yeah. whole thing with. Yeah, I like that. That's cool. He did this whole thing with uh, Eddie. Was it Eddie Redmayne's name or something? Insane in the Redmayne. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like... It was. It was. It was Jessica Chastain and. And Eddie Redmayne. There you go. Yeah. He's like a goofy dude. Like I don't understand. I never think to myself he's like hilarious, but he's like this goofy, high energy guy, and he lets people like. He's good at like calming people down and letting them do their thing and sort of backing them up. So I imagine he'd be a good host. I imagine he was like spastic and high energy. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, Kevin, go. Uh, I have not seen Stranger Things. So the fact that in the opening he kind of ruined, he spoiler alerted uh, a big moment in Stranger Things kind of annoyed me. I don't know if you've seen Stranger Things at all. I haven't, and I really don't have much of a desire to, although I know it's been like, and you know I love being part of the pop culture conversation, but I'm, eh, I'm I'm okay on it. But I do know of like, was it Barb dies or somebody dies? And but they, they had some, but she's still alive or something. They they had a big spoiler in the thing. So I'm a little bit upset about that. Were you, uh, you going to watch Stranger Things? Is that like on your to-do list? Uh, you know, it was down there on the list, but it was on the list. Winona <laughs> <laughs> well, Ryder is in it, right? In the morning tonight, watching shows. I don't want to be left out. I don't want to be spoiled. None of that stuff. I got to be part of the pop culture conversation. I got to be in. Exactly. So, so, but other than that, you know, he he did what he does, which to me is bordering on culture vulturism to an no. extent. Very. Uh, but you know, because vulture. he's so earnest, though, he gets away with it. So I'm not even. I mean, I don't let, even know. Let me ask you this: Did you come up with that term? I did not. Stop trolling. You so you cannot. <laughs> I didn't know what trolling is. I, I, that's I'm no troll. I'm a because <laughs> you stay the state of troll. I'm a right. 
And real quick, I didn't see, I kind of popped in and out of the Golden Globes, <clears throat> mostly because I was working and stuff. But, I mean, he seemed fine. I mean, I saw, like, maybe two or yeah. three of his little bits, but he seemed fine. It was, I was really there for all the other stuff, and, you know, and, and it didn't disappoint. The Golden Globes, I mean, I used to actually make appointment viewing of the Golden Globes <clears throat> and stuff, and I, and, and I probably will again in the future. I mean, obviously, this stuff affects cinema draft and everything, but, uh, yeah, it, it's, I'm sure he was fine. I'm, I'm sure he was fine. He does. Uh, really but, like, who, who, I mean... Who's a good, who's good? Like who do you ever think like? Oh, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler. They they were awesome. Baldwin was awesome. Chris Rock was awesome. Chris Rock. But they can't do that every year. Right. Uh, who else was really good? Donald Glover. Billy Crystal. I don't know if he was like that great. Like his humor is just kind of old for me. So. Yeah, but you know what he's good at? He's good at like he's like Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey would be awesome at it too. He's good <laughs> at. Can you imagine <laughs> a major award show with Steve Harvey? Steve Harvey would be hilarious. He's so good at that. Like he's not great at stand up to me. He's like okay. He's so good at hosting. He's so he's good. He's so good at comedy. Life. He's great at hosting. Yeah, he's, he's great at setting you up and letting you do your thing. Yeah. But, but, he's, he's, but I mean, the Hollywood Foreign Press hiring Steve Harvey, like, yeah, dude, never. Steve Harvey has his own sitcom. He talks to white people every day. Oh, you, you mean game show? You talking about a uh, Family Feud, right? Uh, I'm not got, saying. He's got a, he's got a uh, like a talk show, doesn't he? He has a he's show. Got a talk show. Does he, he still a talk a, show? I thought he's just doing Family Feud now. He has a talk show. He has Family Feud. He has uh, Little Kids Got Talent or whatever it is on NBC, oh, which God. is coming back. <laughs> I mean, he'll, he'll literally do anything. He's got a radio show. Verizon commercial. He he <laughs> notoriously hosted that uh, Miss America pageant or whatever that. Was. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's Miss right. Universe, whatever. Right. Oh my God! I really want him to host the Golden Globes now. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, well, thanks, thanks, guys, for a very entertaining Golden Globe segment. <clears throat> Probably running a little bit long here. I know you guys have lives and stuff, so I'm going to steer it to. Uh, you know, I, another favorite part of the podcast for me, which is explaining what is Cinema Draft for those of you new returning to the podcast. It is the fancy sports version of the movies. You draft ten actors who are assigned a dollar value salary. You have ten. You have a hundred thousand dollars in budget to try to draft all ten actors. No more, no less. There are three release types of movies: wide limited, and platform, and you must draft one actor from each. Wide release is 2,000 screens and up, limited between 500 and uh, 1,999, and platform is under is 500 screens and under. Headliners are two per movie, and their points are worth 40% more. For example, if Suicide Squad earns 100 million, Margot Robbie gets 100 points at one point per million for a wide release, while Will Smith, as a headliner, would get 140 points. It is free to play, and with over $200 in prizes this week, come get this free money, come get it, come get it. Beta testing is open and live for your enjoyment. Just go to cinemadraft.com, and we are now going to – oh, no, no drum roll. Uh, there we go. The shot list. The shot list is – you knew is views you can use to pick the winning cinema draft call sheet. And this week we are going to concentrate. Well, actually, you know, let's just bring up. I'm just going to bring up our lovely talent pool here in game. And so we made some adjustments after last week's debacle where we had to cancel the game last minute. I apologize. 
very embarrassing, really pissed me off. I actually went to go see uh, Why Him, which actually cheered me up right after that. <laughs> we, made some, we made some changes in the game this week to make it a little bit better for you guys. Uh, one of the changes we made was that we actually now have access to the projected screens for uh, for the weekend. So now we're going to start as a default these movies with what we expect their, what we anticipate their screens will be. So, for example... Uh, Sleepless, which isn't out yet, is going to be pegged at a wide release of 2000, but a movie that's expanding, like, say, Silence, which currently is on only 51 screens, is projected to... Oh, and is it still on 51 screens? Is projected to go out to 750 screens. We shall change that from platform to... That's weird. Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll get on that. <laughs> Not quite perfect, we're still tweaking it. But yes, we'll have all that under control by theater lock time, which is 6 p.m. Pacific time, on Thursdays, game starts at 10 p.m. same evening. So basically, uh, wanted to look at a couple of a uh, couple of actors per category in the shot list. The first part of the shot list is called the A list. These are actors you will definitely want on your call sheet. And first one we want to take a look at this this week is Mark Wahlberg in Patriots Day. Mr. Wahlberg. So basically, he said a thousand. Hey, what what what's so funny, Greg? Go ahead. What what what? I was doing my Mark Wahlberg impression. Say hi to your no. mom, okay? That's <laughs> right. The, the, what was it? The Andy Samberg? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you doing all right, little buddy? Yeah, okay. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg for Patriots Day. Uh, he's he's in a Peter Berg film. All I know is Peter Berg's the goat of this type of recent. McAllister, McAllister, McAllister. There you go. Cool. McAllister Love. Uh, I don't know. Is that like a what, what what kind of what, what kind of what was your mascot at McAllister? Cocaine. <laughs> Ask Peter Berg; he'll tell you all about it. <laughs> wow. Okay. Cocaine. This segment sponsored by Cocaine and McAllister. Uh, the opinions <laughs> the opinions expressed on the Cinodraft <laughs> are not necessarily yeah. those of Eduardo. <laughs> or the working black writer, straight up. Uh, but no, but for real though, seriously, like ever since Deepwater Horizon, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I've always liked Peter Berg's stuff, and I always thought he's really, he's awesome. really, he's good, director, he's but, legitimately good. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's he's the master of this. Of this Don't recent make that face. Stuff. He's legit. He's very legit. He's, so. he's, Look, very he's legit. got his own style now. Even that whole like shaky camera feel, it's really cool. Handheld, yeah. No, I mean, and, and, I mean, and that's the highest compliment coming from you know, the the hater in residence, Greg. No, dude, he's good. Man. He's developed. He's very, he's very, very good. He was like sort of random and interesting and fun. And he's just gotten better and better each time. Even movies oh, that wow. like don't seem like his genre, he still puts together a good film. No, absolutely, and, and and it's so easy to like do like a real hackish job on something that happened so recently, like like uh <clears throat> like the the Boston Marathon bombing on which Patriot State mm -hmm. is based, or you know Deepwater Horizon, which of course is that Exxon Valdez uh, spill out in the Gulf of Mexico and near Louisiana. But he mm -hmm. just, I mean, after I saw that, I'm like, I just I will never doubt him ever again. Because I went in that movie ready for a fight, and I came out totally loving the movie. Damn near cried. He's he's a good he's a he's a really good director. So Mark Wahlberg, eleven thousand. He's a headliner for that forty percent bonus. You're probably gonna want a headliner stack Patriots Day just to cover your tail. Also in the A list, of course, the returning champion. This hurts me to no end because I was all over this, 
all over this movie in mm. my Just the Shot List podcast last week. And I'm talking about Hidden Figures. I'm talking about Taraji P. Henson. She's a headliner. She got the little star designation for a headliner. <clears throat> She's a headliner in Hidden Figures. That was the top grossing movie of the week last weekend. Uh, I mean, and it's, it's a great movie. It, it, I gave a little mini review on it on the podcast earlier t- earlier on Tuesday. And I I loved it. I damn near cried it. I'm not, I'm not, look, I'm not a crying guy. I swear. I swear. No, if you say it one more time, it's a pattern, though. <laughs> I swear I'm not a crying type of guy. Maybe I'm just all of my feelings with the cinema draft stuff. I don't know. But there's a scene in Hidden Figures, and you've seen it, have, right, Chocolate Cardinal? You've seen it? I have seen it, yes. Yeah. So, so you you know what part I I almost cried at? The you same guess? part he cried at. Uh, <laughs> uh, I can't I, I can't remember now what that would have been. Oh, you because uh, you cried the whole movie. <laughs> because I cried the whole movie, yes. Yes, <laughs> so, so sensitive you are. When, when, when Mahershala proposes, I mean, oh, that was a very sweet scene. Very yo, sweet. I was, I was in here fighting. I, I, yeah, I was like, don't you, don't you dare, dear, don't you was, do it, don't you do it. I was very close. I was very close. It was. I mean, those kids were adorable and were just perfect. Oh, that was a really great scene. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, you know, listen, it's it's it's. Uh, Feel good movie, feel great movie. If you have a, I think everyone should see it, especially if you have a daughter who, uh, African American or any sort of daughter of any kind, uh, you should you should take the child to see that movie. Very female empowering movie. Yeah, well, and like and like I tweeted out, it threads like an almost impossible needle of you know doing <clears throat> of, of uh, covering America's you know racist history. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no, being, no, actually, American racism, like you know, pretty much past and present. Uh, you know, doing this, covering like real life history and also empowering women all at the same time without feeling you know overly cheesy or whatever. It's, there are moments where it's like it comes right up to where you feel like, oh my mm-hmm. God, it's not be cheesy, and then it pulls back or does something different or Taraji or Janelle Monae. Janelle Monet having having a great year. She's Yo. having a great year. Her hair is excellent in this. She's great. <laughs> was she good? I heard she was good. Was she good? She's good, man. She's good in this, and she's good in Moonlight. She's she's uh going to be a force to be reckoned with. I will say also about Hidden Figures that guy from that sitcom was really good. <laughs> the guy Big Bang sitcom. guy. The Big Bang. Oh, theory. yeah, I heard him on the radio. Yeah. I heard he was. He was actually really good. I've, I think I've never, I can honestly say I've never seen Big Bang Theory, maybe once. Oh, well, then, but then you just don't. That guy, <laughs> I don't. I really don't. Uh, <laughs> the truth comes out on the Super Draft podcast. Uh, but uh, he, was, he was good low-key as the kind of the villain in this. Yeah, I heard him in an interview on the radio saying mm-hmm. that like his part, he was like, this was interesting because it was like unfunny. Very. And he was like, he was like, it was almost like people expect a certain thing from me, but I, it was like almost hard for him huh. to play it straight and to have, like, he's like, but it was, the material was so important that he felt like, but people were exactly. expecting him to be telling jokes and he wasn't. I expect yeah. nothing from him. <laughs> you do not like to laugh. Uh, and I thought actually Coster was, was, I mean, not even low key great. I mean, he's like set up to be in his lane really good and he delivers. I, I like Coster. Yeah. And I, I think we addressed this earlier. Coster's underrated. Yeah, he's kind of good. Yeah, no, no, no. no. Underrated. Yeah, I believe he's, he, well, in his older age, I believe he's a little underrated. Well, no, I feel like he's, he's a good older gentleman actor now. Like when he back was. Back into the left. Back into the left. The guy, wasn't he nominated for something? What, for Hidden Figures? 
not for hidden figures, for like JFK or something. No, but I'm saying we're saying like in this in like the third act. <laughs> I'm saying in the, I'm saying is the crotchety old angry man. Like he's like Neil Nielsen. They all all these like older actors can now have his like Harrison Ford better get his where he can like beat up Let, people. Leslie Nielsen. So I did that, did I? That's what you yeah, call skill. <laughs> but these guys who are like older now, and I feel like Costner's the same way. Like you could be a badass old man. Yeah, no, yeah, Costner is good in this. I, I enjoyed him. All right, so anyway, so straight back. So that's the A list. Get you some Taraji, and I would also headliner stack this movie because it's probably going to be. I don't. I, I doubt it'll repeat at number one. But if it's a slow weekend, it has a shot of repeating. If it, if it's like a $17, $18 million type weekend for number one, it could repeat, but it's still going to be in the top, you know. Won't it repeat just because all the buzz is getting from Golden Globe? Yeah, but I don't think it, it didn't really capitalize on much. Like there weren't any real acting awards for Hidden Figures, was there? I mean, there were nominations, but no one got any awards. I mean, the, the biggest bounce, honestly, from Golden Globes is actually in the co-starring part of the shot list, which is what we call... Uh, oh no, we call it co-starring. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> which are some values we want to look out for this weekend. And the first one I want to bring your attention to, as I share my screen, will be oh. La La Land. Your boy Ryan Gosling, Emma Stone. Take one, take both. Doesn't matter. They're both headliners. Seven, seven Golden Globes. Yes, seven Golden Globes. Yeah, yeah, just for Greg, we're gonna put up our national treasure, Emma Stone. <laughs> She's one too. We're just handing them out now. That title just throws to people you like. No, no. I started off saying she's a national treasure in the very first segment, but never mind. It's, I know it's been a long night for you, Greg. Uh, There's a lot of national treasure. treasures, right? There's, I mean, listen, Trump's got a lot of gold in that palace up there. <laughs> we know where he got his gold. Uh, his golden stuff. Um, but yeah, Emma Stone, uh, Emma Stone or Ryan Gosling, either or. They both cost the same. They're both headliners in Moonlight. Uh, not, not sorry, not Moonlight. Uh, La La Land at twelve thousand three hundred. They're pricey, <laughs> hidden, but they're in hidden movie. figures. Hidden What's figures. That? Hidden fences. Aren't they <laughs> both in hidden fences? <laughs> la La Moonlight. <laughs> Moon La La. <laughs> That's exactly. But no, they're uh, they're both. Uh, I mean, they're going to get a bounce. They're going to get probably a significant bounce. I think from the Golden Globes. Everyone's going to see what the fuss is about. It really. This movie hasn't even gone wide. I'm not even sure if it's hmm. going to go wide this weekend. We're anticipating about 1,500 screens still, or maybe 1,700 if they add another couple hundred. And so at limited release, this is pretty much the only game in town, if you ask me, because they made 10 million last week on 1,500 screens <clears throat> at at one point per 500,000 at the limited release type. I mean, that's 20 points per actor. Another uh, 34 if you include the headliner. So <clears throat> get you a headliner stack of La La Land and call it nice. a day. Nice. Uh, oh, yeah. And actually, since we have an accomplished uh, Cinema Draft player here, a top 10 all-time money winner, uh, <clears throat> what do you think of some of these selections so far in the shot list? Do you have any you want to add of your own to the, either the A-list or co-star? Um, I would say I'm going to take a look at uh... – Honestly, that Monster Trucks movie, I'm going to take a look at some of those because the kids' movies always do well. This is the first weekend out for that, correct, I believe? Yes, and, Monster Trucks. Um, yeah. I, I've seen the trailer for it twice now, and I'm actually reserving comment for that a little bit later in the shot list. So let's Yeah, I, 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 you know, I'll, I'll consider that one. And then those Underworld movies have a certain fan base, so I may do a little research on that as well. Okay. Underworld, Kate Beckinsale doing her thing. She's almost like an every other or every third year January staple. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And those, those those picks would not be like your 
your staples, but you know, something to consider when you've got, you know, a few thousand left here or there. I'll see. Okay, very good. Uh, the other co-star I would suggest to you is, of course, the god Ben Affleck. You know, I mean, hmm. you know, everyone hates on for this or that or the other. He's still a very talented artist. I respect his work. And he, and especially as a director, an Oscar-winning director, I might add, he's he back good. at it again in Live by Night. He makes good movies about Boston. This isn't about Boston. This is about 20s Prohibition <laughs> era Louisiana. So Argo was good. Comfort zone, but we're gonna see how he got, how he rolls with it. Yeah, Argo Ar was good too. Argo was good. Not about Boston. Fair enough. So, so what, what are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you talking, Greg? You know, it's quick. Keep trolling, uh, Kevin. Kevin, though, straight <laughs> up. What have you heard in town? You know, you're you're, oh. you're the WBW. You're around Hollywood. You hear things. What is what's the buzz on the street, if any? It's only been on four screens for the past three weeks. Uh, what's the buzz in Hollywood about Live by Night? Are people digging it? Is it underperforming? What do you think? I first of all, I, I'm not really in Hollywood. I'm in uh, the Valley somewhere, but. Uh, <laughs> I have not so heard. Are you saying? Are you trying to intimate you're into porn now? I mean, I'm confused. What, what are you? <laughs> Listen, you, you make your money where you can. But the point is, <laughs> the point is, uh, I have not heard anything, <laughs> yay or nay, about um, Live by Night. So you know, the fact that Affleck is a, for the most part, a great director. I think he's yeah, got he's a good. pretty good, solid. You know, he's building a solid career. Uh, in the style of. Clint Eastwood, dare we say, but um, I haven't heard anything about this new movie. The fact that he wrote it concerns me. Oh, uh, he writes well, all of them. Helped adapt Gone, uh, Gone Baby Gone. So yeah, oh, he, did he? he writes a lot of his stuff. Yeah, he did. A, I think he did a draft of Argo too. He and Matt Damon wrote uh, that one movie, right? Wait, so are we? Oh, you know, that's wow. you know what we're gonna have. Yeah. Gonna have a special we go cocaine, cocaine. We have a special tripod just for you, Kevin, where you get to unload all of these true Hollywood stories. No, no, I, I have no true. This is known fact that uh, they did not. Goodwill Hunting was not there. Was rewritten several times after those dudes uh, did the original draft. Because somebody was telling me that in the original Goodwill Hunting draft. Like most of it is about Will taking the job and working at the criminal. I had heard uh, that part too. Yeah, at the at NSA. Yeah, I had heard yeah. that part too. And like Kevin Smith did passes on that, which is why he has so much uh, leeway at uh, whatever that, at that uh, with the with the Weinstein's and anyway. Yeah. So great, yeah, the culture great culture director, back, but, uh, great director, yeah. and uh, I wish him the best. Hey, give me a call. Ben. Well, the cutting room floor is the last part of the shot list just to wrap this up. And this is basically skip these losers. We'll leave them on the, the proverbial cutting room floor. And as much as cool. I enjoyed this movie, and I still, you know, think it's a, a good movie, you know, and probably even repeatable. It's probably worth another another watch. It's Passengers. You can skip it. Only because it's just a little too wide for its own good. I it's already at 3,400 screens right now. I don't see it dropping all the way down to limited. If it did drop down to limited, it might stand a chance for your call sheet. But if it's over 2,000 screens, you're probably going to want to skip it. It's already starting to tail off in, in its momentum, despite great performances by Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt, who's from the crib at the 206 Seattle area. Question, um, how, many reels, how many reels did that passengers get from you? Oh, well, I didn't write a review on that one. But for that mm -hmm. one, I would say... 
it sucks because I don't give half reels, but uh-huh. I give I give I give it a, a four. It's like if you know if there were like you give it a four, levels, I would give it a four because well you haven't seen it, so shut up. No, of course well, the, the trailer the trailer kind of tells you everything. The one that I saw, it, 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 it doesn't though. I probably, there's a there's uh-huh. a big twist early on. Yeah, that I mean it doesn't. You really should go see it for yourself. I I would like to see it. I would like to see it. Yeah, you, you'll enjoy it. If there's it a looks screener, good. It looks good. It looks very it. good. It is. It, and it's, it's also, I mean, it's a sneaky good date movie. I mean, I think it's good. But it's, it's, I, I really enjoyed it. It's a good, it's a good time. Um, and see what else. Uh, oh, and, and also Skip This Loser. Oh. Monster Trucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we out, buddy. Maybe that I was thinking of that like other. Hot garbage. Maybe, I, for kids. maybe I was thinking of that truck. There's some other trucks movie coming out for kids, isn't there? I don't know. You Hot mean Wheels? Cars? Maybe? Hot Wheels. Maybe Cars it's called, 3? Maybe it's called Cars 3. Oh, Cars 3. No, that's <laughs> I don't know. Be, that's fire. That's Pixar. Know. They're going to release that in summertime and get their cake, you know. Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I mean, but I'm basically taking over-unders on how poorly this movie's going to perform, Monster Trucks. $10 million? $5 million? Can I, Should I go lower? I mean, this movie just looks terrible. I haven't heard any kind of buzzer chatter. Even the P&A for it has been fairly sparse at best, and I watch just about every kind of channel that's out there. Well, maybe except for kids' channels. Maybe it's a real big hit on Nickelodeon <laughs> set. But uh, I'm just – I really think it's going to bomb. So avoid that loser, and it's also priced accordingly because it is not – I think it's, like, super cheap. I think I made it, like, 6000 tops. Maybe hmm. if it, only because it's such a wide release did it go up to hmm. yeah so sixty five hundred up to sixty nine hundred Lucas Till as the headliner that you know fake ass reboot of MacGyver or whatever I'm I'm good <laughs> pass hard pass <laughs> uh, any movies you guys ever seen <laughs> I'm just it just Fine, feels like the laziest instincts of Hollywood being just shat upon the screen listen and, they must have spent a lot of money on that you got Amy Ryan in this thing. No, actually, honestly, they have spent a lot of money on it. That's the worst part about it. Check this out. Uh, according to Box Office Mojo, the estimated mm-hmm. um, the estimated budget was like 125 million, some shit like that. It's like for real, <laughs> for real. For that real? was the the budget for it was 125 million. Yeah, hold on, Monster Truck. Yeah, I remember seeing this. I was like, are you for are you for serious? <laughs> That's a lot of money. Yo, straight up. It was it. Oh, where was it? I saw I saw it somewhere that's like the estimated budget was like 125 million. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. That sounds like pure highway robbery. Wow. Monster trucks. So yeah. Anyways, yeah, I saw it somewhere it said 125 million. I'm like, okay, well that's just you know that that that's gonna be a loss. Someone's gonna lose their job over that. Uh, <laughs> and so there's a lot of movies coming out this weekend. I mean, I might just do just go old school like on Saturday or something. Well, no, I can't. Seahawks are playing on Saturday. Damn. Mm. Uh, maybe. Friday, one of the one of these days. Once the game is already off and running Thursday night, I'm I'm gonna have to spend a day at the movies like I used to. Pay for one, see three, whatever. <laughs> so much good stuff coming out. I really really enjoy the movies. Um, I want to see. I gotta see Live by Night. That might, actually might be my Thursday night movie. I want to go see. Um, <clears throat> I want to go see. Uh, Sleepless, only because they filmed it in Vegas. It looks terrible, but I'm gonna go see it. And then um, freaking uh, Patriots Day. I mean, you, you, our boy, you know, freaking yeah. uh, Peter Berg. And and I, Silence, it's expanding. Seven hundred fifty screens. Uh, what's the what's the buzz on Silence out there? 
Uh, I think it's pretty strong, although I did hear Julia Littman of the Ringer uh, podcast network or whatever. She <laughs> vehemently disliked Silence, but honestly, it seems like a really male-driven, dominated movie, so I could see why it's definitely not for someone like her. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and the Scorsese, I heard it's a passion project. You've got Andrew Garfield wearing all sorts of you know weird mm-hmm. long wigs or whatever in the Far East. Adam Driver, you know I mean? It just looks really interesting. I'm, I'm there mm-hmm. for it. <clears throat> I may not get get to it this weekend, but I'm going to get to it in the next week or so. I think Adam Driver is very good. Absolutely. And finally, uh, Scorsese gets to get his uh, Kurosawa on or whatever that guy's name is. Huh? Maybe, yeah. I mean, if the, if it's is it like it's supposed to be like a Rashomon type thing with like multiple points of view? I don't know. Just the, the, it's, it's, it seems like it takes place in Japan, so. It does, yeah. So, wow, okay, that was a very tangential reference. Uh, okay, so we're going to wrap this up uh, with the over-under. I'm posting, I think I'll put out a poll for this if I can remember. Uh, I'll put this on the Cinema Draft uh, Twitter account, which is at Play Cinema Draft. Uh, and the over-under this week is Live By Night. 18 million over or under? What do you all think, Greg? Over. Over. Okay. <laughs> Kevin? That was, I was thinking. I, I was thinking. I can't think. Can I would say you in the middle of our little podcast here? Sounds like you was interrupted. I would say under. Under. Okay. All right. And I'm – man, I wish I could do a push, but I can't because that's just weak sauce. I'd say over. You know why? Because, like, I'm trying to think of the movies that he's done that have been not – that have been failed. Just mm-hmm. – there's not many. Superman. His that last that one. made a ton of money. That did a ton of money. You might not like it, but he's it made talking, a ton. He's of talking money. like like financially, not like financially. <laughs> not like people's Oops. taste. Yeah, what are you talking about? This is Hollywood. Well, you know, something like this. I mean, I don't. I I, I my best instincts think like it's gonna go over. Yeah. But, I'm just, I'm, but like Kevin said, he hasn't heard any real buzz. I'm I'm a little concerned. I'm I the movie like this might have legs. It might just do like 15 million for like seven straight weeks, but. I don't know if it's going to debut big. I'm I'm concerned. Like when you look at uh, yeah, but like, 15. Uh, what did you say? You said 18 or 15. What did you say? 15. 15. Oh, yeah, no, 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 the over the over under is 18 million. But I'm saying like this is the type of movie that might just do 15 million for like seven or eight weeks. It's yeah, great. but but who else? 19 million is not big. He's like if you if you were just a generic guy opening up and saying where should I go to the movies tonight, and they're looking through it. Mm-hmm. You're gonna see him and be like, yeah, I'll go to that. But who are you going with? Are you going by yourself? Because if a woman is not going to see a gangster movie, if she doesn't know, if there's, you don't know who the chick is in it, like, hey, Mrs. Nice, you want to go see Ben Affleck this weekend? Yeah, oh, what she, kind just of- gave, she just gave me the finger. <laughs> So, I, so oh, you yeah, you're, yeah, see, we, I, we, you know, your wife's a charmer. We love her. Uh, well, so here's my issue is that it's been on four screens for, for the last three weeks, right? It did its whole little, and I mentioned this in the podcast from earlier on Tuesday about how Hollywood will do this to get qualified for Oscars, whatever. And, and it doesn't seem mm-hmm. like he got nominated for much. But I'm looking at the per screen average. You see some like Patriots say, okay, seven screens, 14, almost 15,000 per screen. Okay, that's cool. You see Patterson, your boy Adam Driver, seven screens, 10,000. Okay, that's cool. Silence, 51 screens, 90, you know, and then you get down mm-hmm. here to, to live by night, mm, 6,000 yeah. per screen. I don't know, man. I mean, yeah. like even even Hidden Figures. I mean, on a wide release, made nine thousand per screen. And but the weekend before that, Hidden Figures was making fifty-eight thousand a screen on like twenty-five screens. So, 
I don't. I'm. I'm a little scared, but I. I think still, it's. It's had a lot of PNA, a lot of marketing out there for it. It's got Affleck. It's got you know, a lot of prestige behind it per se. Dude, Miguel's in it. Miguel's in it. Ha. Yeah. What? But guess what? But guess where Miguel's not in our talent pool. <laughs> I did not even Boom. know that. Uh, Boom. You know, I think you know if if you're saying wife, do you want to go see Ben Affleck this weekend in some random gangster movie or wife do you want to go see marky mark in a in patriot's day she's going to take patriot's day yeah but that's not the question the question isn't the question was over under and i said under and i'm giving okay, you I'm, a reason I'm, why i'm going over i'm going over i'm going slight over okay and that'll bring it in for landing with this week's episode where can you find Cinema Draft? You go to cinemadraft.co. That is cinemadraft.co. Sign up for the free beta. Uh, we are giving away over $200 in cash prizes, including the $125 feature presentation with $46 to first. There you go. Add to your lifetime stats, my man. Add That's to your right. lifetime stats. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at Play Cinema Draft, Facebook Cinema Draft, Instagram at Play Cinema Draft, Medium slash at Cinema Draft, Pinterest, iTunes, all that sort of stuff. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. There, Google Music, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. We are uh, have the feature presentation uh, for $125, as I mentioned, free to play. Uh, the game, the theater counts lock. That is when we lock in the amount of theaters for your particular movies and actors at 6 p.m. Pacific time on Thursday. And the game follows four hours later at 10 p.m. Pacific time as well. Results are posted uh, between 3.30 and 4 p.m. on Mondays. And check your email box as we give you a little bit of sweat throughout the weekend with the estimates of Friday and the weekend. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Sit, uh, go ahead and sign off, everybody. Greg, thanks for having having. So thanks for having you. Thanks for having us on, your, on my podcast. Thanks for being on our podcast, G-Nice. Yeah. There you go. Kevin <laughs> Garnett, a.k.a. Working Black Writer TM in Hollywood. Appreciate uh, you. Chocolate Cardinal, Cory Booker tomorrow. There you go. Oh, yeah, going in on another senator. Unprecedented. Can't wait to see it. And appreciate you guys for tuning in for, the, for our supersized podcast with the Tripod. Good luck with your costumes this weekend, and we will see you in the feature presentation. Mm.